In our journey through the book of Numbers, we have witnessed the Israelites do a lot of complaining. Time and time again, they have rebelled against God and fussed about their circumstances, and all of their grumbling revealed their lack of faith. Now, we'll see all of this again in today's scripture passage. We will also see Moses and Aaron punished by God, and they were punished because they didn't trust the Lord. They lacked faith. But this wasn't the first time. And a lack of trust and a lack of faith is the story of Moses and Aaron and the Israelites throughout the book of Numbers. They kept repeating the same mistakes. So let's take a moment now to listen to our scripture passage. I'll read verses 1 through 13 of chapter 20. And this is what the scripture says. Then the Israelites, the whole congregation, came into the wilderness of Zen in the first month, and the people stayed in Kadesh. Miriam died there and was buried there. Now there was no water for the congregation, so they gathered together against Moses and against Aaron. The people quarreled with Moses and said, Would that we had died when our kindred died before the Lord. Why have you brought the assembly of the Lord into this wilderness for us and our livestock to die here? Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to bring us to this wretched place? It is no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, and there's no water to drink. Then Moses and Aaron went away from the assembly to the entrance of the tent of meeting. They fell on their faces, and the glory of the Lord appeared to them. The Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Take the staff. And assemble the congregation, you and your brother Aaron, and command the rock before their eyes to yield its water. Thus you shall bring water out of the rock for them. Thus you shall provide drink for the congregation and their livestock. So Moses took the staff before the Lord as he had commanded him. Moses and Aaron gathered the assembly together before the rock, and he said to them, Listen, you rebels. Shall we bring water for you out of this rock? Then Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock twice with his staff. Water came out abundantly, and the congregation and their livestock drank. But the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Because you did not trust in me to show my holiness before the eyes of the Israelites, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. These are the waters of Meribah, where the people of Israel quarreled with the Lord, and by which he showed his holiness. O God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be pleasing to you. Amen. No one wants to waste their hard-earned money on a crummy meal, but what makes no sense is when you do that repeatedly. Why do you keep going back to the same mediocre restaurant if the food is always bad? Well, it seems like some people repeat the same mistakes again and again. Do you know anyone like this? Are you like this? Perhaps we're all like this at some level. Maybe we repeat the same mistakes with our finances or with our relationships or with our shopping. We're supposed to learn from our experiences. When we fail, 
or mess up or even do something that causes us pain, we try to never do that thing again. We try to learn and grow from the past. But sometimes we keep repeating the same mistakes. And this was the case with the ancient Israelites who kept rebelling against God and committing the same mistakes and the same sins again and again. Now, the Israelites had been on a long journey that began in Egypt. They were more moving toward the promised land, but they weren't going in a straight line. When they left Egypt, they moved in a southeasterly direction through the Sinai Peninsula to Mount Sinai. From there, they went northward to the southern edge of the promised land, which is when they sent scouts into the land. But then they got scared, and they turned back into the wilderness where they wandered for 40 years. And now, Numbers chapter 20 reports that they had entered the wilderness of Zen, which meant they were finally moving back toward the promised land. Geographically, the Israelites were going in the right direction, but spiritually, not so much, because they kept rebelling against God. Now, if you're counting, this is the sixth rebellion. And like the second rebellion, the people were complaining about their physical needs. They ganged up on Moses and Aaron. Verse 3 tells us that they quarreled with Moses because they didn't have any water. And apparently, they also quarreled with God because the place where it happened was named Meribah, which in Hebrew means quarreled with the Lord. The nature of their complaint is, as I said, similar to the complaint that they made in the second rebellion when they remembered their life in Egypt as better than their current situation. They said in verse 5, Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to bring us to this wretched place? It is no place for grain or figs or vines or pomegranates, and there's no water to drink. The irony with this complaint is that the foods they listed are the very foods that the scouts had brought back from the promised land. They would be enjoying these foods right now had they not refused to enter the promised land. Now the Israelites were unable to see their sin as part of the reason for their problems. And on top of that, they didn't trust God they didn't trust that God would provide for their basic needs, so they grumbled and complained. I want to point out that every time we hear the people complaining in Numbers, we assume that their complaints are baseless, that their attacks on Moses and Aaron are unjustified, and that God's anger and judgment will follow. This is the pattern that we've seen so far. After hearing the people complain, Moses and Aaron anticipated this same pattern to unfold, and they were concerned that an angry word of judgment was about to come from the Lord. So they went to the front of the tabernacle and fell on their faces because they were expecting God to unleash his wrath. And yet that didn't happen. This lack of punishment doesn't mean the Israelites were innocent because they weren't. The lack of punishment has more to do with God's compassion and mercy. 
But I do wonder why the Israelites kept repeating the same mistake. Why did they keep grumbling about their circumstances and doubting that God would take care of them? Now, by now, you would think that the Israelites would have learned that God is going to help them. And that instead of grumbling, they would simply ask Moses and God for what they needed. And what they needed at that moment was water. They didn't need to complain because God had a track record of taking care of his people. But the Israelites had apparently not learned that lesson. In fact, anytime life became uncomfortable for them, they fussed and grumbled, forgetting everything that God had already done. And they kept repeating the same mistake over and over again. Fortunately, God acted with compassion and spoke to Moses, saying in verse 8, Take the staff and assemble the congregation, you and your brother Aaron, and command the rock before their eyes to yield its water. These directions from God suggest that the people's need for water was legitimate and that God wanted to meet their need. But Moses deviated from God's instructions and because of this, he and Aaron were punished. But what exactly was their sin? Well, our first clue comes from verse 10 where it says, Listen, you rebels, shall we bring water for you out of this rock? Now, this verse can be interpreted in several ways. One way, one way to read this sentence is to place the emphasis on Moses and Aaron as the ones responsible for producing the water, not God. And so it would, re it would read like this. Listen, you rebels, shall we bring the water for you out of this rock? And when it's read in that way, we see that Moses and Aaron sinned by taking credit for what belongs to God. Another way to read this verse is to conclude that Moses and Aaron knew that they could not produce water out of the rock. So read in this way, the verse would say, Listen, you rebels, do you really think we can bring water out of this rock? Don't be ridiculous. We can't do that sort of thing. So if you read this verse in that way, Moses and Aaron sinned by not trusting in God's power to do what God promised. And there's one other dimension to their sin. The scripture tells us that Moses lifted up his hand and struck the rock twice with his staff. And then water came out abundantly and the congregation and their livestock drank. The act of Moses striking the rock appears to be a clear deviation from God's instructions for Moses to command the rock. God never said anything about striking the rock, but Moses did. And not just once, but twice, because he really didn't expect anything to come out of the rock. And I think that kind of attitude is similar to the attitude he had in the second rebellion when he asked God, where am I to get meat to give to all this people? Fortunately for the Israelites, a miracle happened. They got water. But Mer Moses and Aaron were punished severely for their sin. 
verse 12 says, because you did not trust in me to show my holiness before the eyes of the Israelites, therefore you shall not bring this assembly into the land that I have given them. Now, why did they receive such a harsh punishment? They obviously disobeyed God's instructions, and perhaps they were trying to take credit for the work of God. But ultimately, they were punished for their lack of trust. This was the mistake they kept repeating. And this, in this instance, their lack of trust involved not showing God's holiness. Now, God's holiness is made apparent in two ways. Through judging the sin of Moses and Aaron, and by giving water to the thirsty people and their animals. If Moses had obeyed God's instructions, he would have shown God's holiness by making God's mercy visible. He would have shown compassion and care for his people. He sinned by not trusting in God's ability to provide. And he assumed that God really didn't care about the Israelites. Moses' lack of trust in God was then compounded by his anger. Psalm 106, which looks back on this episode, says, They angered the Lord at the waters of Meribah, and it went ill with Moses on their account, for they made his spirit bitter, and he spoke words that were rash. Because of his anger, Moses wasn't able to share or show any mercy or care for his people. And not being able to control his anger was one of the mistakes that he repeated again and again. Moses and his brother Aaron were called to show God's holiness. They were to represent the Lord's power and the Lord's care through their words and their actions. But their doubt in God's power, along with Moses' anger, revealed their unfaithfulness. Now these two leaders along with the older generation, were unwilling to learn from their past mistakes. They kept repeating the same sins. Their progress was slow, painful, and ultimately futile. And all of them would die without entering the promised land. Miriam died first, but her brothers weren't far behind. And at the same time, a new generation was coming of age, and in them, we see hope and promise. So how do we avoid repeating the same mistakes over and over again? An article published in the Atlantic a few years ago called Why Mistakes Are Often Repeated reviewed several scientific studies that dealt with this very matter. And these studies revealed that the brain often fails to learn from past experience which then dooms us to repeat our mistakes. The article concluded that the best way to avoid repeating history is to look to the future and to focus on what you can achieve if you avoid the pitfalls that have doomed you in the past. And that's where the Israelites failed. Instead of focusing on the future that God was preparing for them in the promised land, they kept looking backward 
toward Egypt. At Meribah, that first generation of Israelites drank from the rock, but they were doomed for failure because they kept repeating the same mistakes. And yet there was hope with the next generation. Of course, that that generation would also have their own failures. But ultimately, God would respond to human failure and sin in Jesus Christ. Christ is the rock who provides living water for our souls. And when we slip up and repeat a past mistake, Christ offers grace and forgiveness so that we won't get stuck in the past. As we journey through the wilderness of this year, we can keep moving forward by living with trust and faithfulness. We can count on God's help and guidance because the Lord has shown us in Jesus Christ that we are loved and cared for. Would you pray with me? God, we tend to repeat the same mistakes and the same sins again and again. And we do so in part because we fail to place our trust in you. Forgive us for the ways we've gone astray. Help us to trust you more each day. Help us to follow Christ who offers living water for our souls. And help us live in ways that reveal your holiness to others. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.